Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast, where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining us alongside this journey today. You can always find us online at pathtozion.com, and uh, please spread the word about what we're doing here on the program. And uh, we believe the Lord is speaking. The Spirit is revealing a lot of things in this hour for anyone with ears to hear. And hopefully we are included in that list of those who have those ears and uh, eyes to see. Now listen, I got something that's kind of funny just to start out before (laughs) we get into today's topic. Um, I have to... Man, how do I explain this? Three episodes ago, I was sharing about how excited I was that I had uh, a new microphone... Uh, to record the broadcast with. People donated um, funds to the podcast uh, last month to buy some equipment. I I ordered a new condenser microphone. Uh, We ordered some more stuff just today. We'll talk about that maybe later or or in another program. But specifically, about three episodes ago, I was so excited about this new microphone. I was using it for the first time, and so I was talking about its clarity and its crispness and it's this awesome broadcast condenser microphone and this and that and the other. And then, of course, I got into uh, the meat of, of the episode. But what's funny is when I was going back and I and I replayed the beginning to make sure it recorded okay, this, that, and the other, um, I still don't do any kind of editing or anything like that. But, of course, I do make sure it recorded um, in, the, in its entirety at the beginning and then go to the end. And the funny thing was, I'm like, this sounds horrible. Why in the world does this sound this way? And then I realized something. On my um, recorder device, I had not activated the new microphone. I was still using the internal microphone on the recorder and not the new microphone. So the whole episode where I was just elated at using this new microphone, I was so excited I didn't even record that episode with it, so that's kind of hilarious. Um, so, especially I had to, I felt so bad because I was thinking of the people who listened to the broadcast who actually gave money towards the program, and then I'm bragging about the awesome audio capabilities of this new microphone and how great it's going to record once I tweak it and fix it and this and that and the other, and it didn't even get used. <laughs> and so I was thinking like. People were probably, if they paid attention, or if it matters to them whatsoever, this this sounds even worse than usual, Joel. So this this fancy new microphone that you got, oof, not real impressive. <laughs> and so today, right now, I for sure have it on. I'm for sure recording with it. And I will admit now, I'm not sure quite how it's going to sound. There's a, There's a lot of tweaking and learning to do yet before me that I'm just not quite taking the time in its fullness yet to uh, work out all the kinks and to get the audio quality a little bit better. So that being said, in case you listened two or three episodes ago when I'm talking about it and you thought, man, this new microphone, Joel, uh, I'm glad you're excited because it's not very impressive. Hopefully today will be a little bit better and we'll incrementally, as, as I've said, tweak things to get more just more good sound out of this thing. So, with that being said, listen, I want to I want to share something today out of Luke chapter 21. I spoke on this here 
um, last week. Um, every other Thursday, first and third Thursday, we meet at a 100-year-old church across the street from our home here where we live. And I shared this um, with our small gathering there on Thursday night last week. Um, it's a week ago today. And I just wanted to bring that message, that text, and uh, some things I highlighted within it to the podcast. I can elaborate a little bit more. Most people aren't used to a sermon, a message being longer than 15 or 20 minutes this day, uh, these days. And in most cases, not in everywhere. I mean, that's surely not true in our life. And many of the people that we know and have known for years are very used to gatherings that are very lengthy, where people might share for an hour. And you know what? That's okay. That's not really that hard to do. My nine-year-old son sits at a service every week from 11 until generally 2.30. And we even start earlier than that with prayer. So, you know, like our expectations are pretty low. Let's kind of raise them up a little bit and give ourselves to learning and listening and teaching whatever our roles and functions may be to just kind of give more of ourselves to that. But today I want to talk about something I actually even titled called Opportunity, Utterance, and Endurance. Opportunity, Utterance, and Endurance. We're in Luke chapter 21. We're going to start in verse 8. The The main objective of, of what I want to present today is kind of to set the table of thought that the church has been called to endured and she will be empowered when necessary. She has she has been called to endure within some things and when the time comes she will be given everything she needs. So let's just read some verses in Luke chapter 28. We'll kind of bite off what we can as we go here. Um, Luke 21, starting in verse 8, Yeshua said, See to it that you will not be misled. For many will come in my name, saying, I am he. The time is at hand. But do not go after them. And when you hear of wars and disturbances, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first. But the end does not follow immediately. So so Yeshua is giving a little bit of a timeline here from the outset of this. Um And he's saying people are going to come, they're going to claim to be the Messiah. Look, just don't even give it attention. Don't follow them, of course. Um, They're going to say all these things. Don't go after them. Don't pursue them. Don't give them your attention. But when you hear of wars and disturbances, don't be afraid. Don't be terrified. These things must take place first. But even then... The end does not follow immediately. So we're picking up in verse 10. Then Yeshua continued by saying to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places there will be plagues. There will be famines. There will be terrors. Great signs from the heavens. Attesting miracles. Good things, right? But before all these things... Okay, let's just hit the pause button right here. And, and and if you listen to this program, you know I am I am not a pre-tribulation guy. Um, I really assessed that, I don't know, uh, 12, 13 years ago um, when I started just studying to show myself approved and, and taking everything I had been taught my whole life through this filter of truth. It, it, okay, there, there are things I've been told. There are things that I have inherited from those who have gone before me and just through teachings and sermons and books and idea of thought, you know, all these different things. And, and, and we all 
have arrived at a a place of understanding towards certain principles, spiritual doctrines, um, what we are kind of preparing for. And that's going to be the crux of what I'm going to talk about. So I'm going to go ahead and insert it now, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about it towards the end as well. But the question really is, can you endure and prepare for something that you are fully convinced you will never be a part of? Is there anything that you can prepare for now, rightly, but you have no expectation whatsoever that you will ever see it? So in other words, this is talking from the very outset at the beginning, just again to kind of set the table here. These things must take place first. Okay, nation's going to rise against nation. Kingdom will come against kingdom. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be plagues. There's going to be famines. There's going to be terrors. There's going to be all these things. And so if we are truly listening to the the prophetic utterance of the Son of God, he's saying, look, all these things are coming, but first these things must take place. Okay, so we're in a timeline that precedes a lot of things. And so he goes on to say, there are some things coming for you. He's speaking to his disciples. He's talking to his people. And so he continues to say in verse 12 of chapter 21, but before all of these things, before what? Before plagues, famines, earthquakes, nations fighting, kingdoms raging, before that, They will lay their hands on you. They will persecute you. They will deliver you to the synagogues and to the prisons. They will bring you before kings and governors. Why? For my name's sake. But, verse 13, and this is going to get to the crux of of the three points that we're going to talk about, opportunity, utterance, and endurance. Number one is the opportunity. Verse 13, he tells us it will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. This will lead to a, a, a circumstance, an event for good, okay? And so just, just a little bit before that, before we get to number one fully, is the end here, when you look in verse 9, but the end does not follow immediately. It's worth noting, the end used here is very interesting. It's not really used to describe time. When we hear the end, I would assume... You, like myself, we instantly think of time. We think of the end of a day. We think of the end of an hour. We think of, you know, a a marked time. But it's not really used to describe time here in this text. Rather, it, it means a close or an end to a state or a condition as opposed to just merely time. It It's a close and an end to, to a condition of of existence, if you will, that by which a thing has reached its fulfillment. When you look up the word the end in the Greek, it basically says it is it is the end is something that has reached its fulfillment and purpose and therefore comes to a close in termination and limit. Another word that could probably coincide with the end is this word fulfillment. It's been fulfilled. The end has come. This has been accomplished to the full. It's the same as in Matthew 24, 13. He that endures what? To the end will be saved. Well, to the end of what? To the termination and fulfillment and limit 
Okay, we see it again in the very next verse in Matthew chapter 24. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then the end will come. The fulfillment, the purpose, the termination and limit will be behind us. It will have been accomplished to full. So all of these awful things that we're already starting to get to in the text here in Luke chapter 21 will lead to something. And number one is an opportunity for your testimony. Testimony is something that, that again, let's just kind of throw out word study type stuff here. This is very good for us to add to our understanding. Otherwise, we're just presuming we know in our English, English language what, we're, what this text is saying when in fact we may not know at all. An opportunity for your testimony is saying, Yeshua was saying what he intended to mean was this will be an opportunity to give evidence to something. This will be personal, experiential evidence of my name living through you. You being a representative of me because of these things. Again, to go back to Matthew 24, I think it's 14, the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then the end will come. This same word witness is the testimony. These things, when the gospel is preached, will be a testimony or a witness. I'm always saying, look, if if you are in, in the, of course, in the midst of the congregation, if you are in a biblical assembly, people gathered in the name of the king of all kings, and you are given any opportunity out of your mouth to share the word of your testimony, listen to what I'm saying. You had better have one. You had better have a word of your testimony. Man, if somebody asks you, tell me your story. Tell me the story of your of your regeneration, of your moving from death to life, from the kingdom and domain of darkness into the kingdom of the sun and of light. Could you tell me that? Man, I'm telling you, you had better have something to say. There should be a living now testimony to our lives that should not have to go back 10, 12, 13, 25, 40 years ago. If you continually, when you're asked anything about the word of your testimony, and you in any way witness and testify to who God is in your life, friends, if you go back 15, 20 years every single time, what you did, what you said, what you experienced, what you were a part of, 10, 12, 15, 20, 40 years ago, I'm telling you, that brings red flags up to me when I ask anyone anything or, in, or if we are in an assembly where people have an opportunity to share their testimony and all you hear are crickets or, man, back when I was involved in ministry in 1994, oh boy, let me tell you, no, we are to have a now testimony, a today ongoing glory to glory testimony of what? The awesome work of God in our lives. Let's continue to look um, at this scripture here. Okay, so this is going to lead all of these things, famines, plagues, earthquakes. Hey, sound familiar? Humanity 2020? Okay, again, let's bring this into the now moment of our lives. It will, as we said, number one, it will lead to an opportunity for your testimony. Verse 14 is interesting, so make up your minds not to prepare beforehand to defend yourselves. Now, this is so awesome as we move into the utterance part 
of this teaching. Opportunity number one, utterance will be number two. Yeshua goes on in verse 15 to say, For I will give you utterance and wisdom, which none of your opponents will be able to resist or refute. He will give us, man, I'm telling you, I love this verse. I mentioned this the other night and in other times throughout the years when I look at this text. This utterance and wisdom is the Sophia of the king. Okay? He says, so you're going to be given an opportunity for your testimony. So now, right now, make up your mind not to prepare beforehand to defend yourself. Well, what is he saying? What does that mean? When these things really start to come, and I'm telling you, they're coming in much greater measure to the capital C church, the remnant church, it's going to be easy for the wide way Christian American church to just fall away, disappear, disgruntled. It will be the great falling away, as I talk about with regularity. But for the remnant people, it's going to begin to cost us something. We're going to have to make up our minds now to depend upon the Sophia of God which is the utterance and wisdom that no one will be able to resist or refute. Why? Because it's sourced in the Father. Yeshua himself says, I will give you utterance and wisdom. I, the Son, I will give you Sophia, utterance and wisdom. So Yeshua will give, extend, and present to his people this word, Sophia, a mouth. I will give you a mouth to speak, utterance, and wisdom, a mouth that speaks the Sophia of the king. This word is incredibly broad in meaning. I would encourage you to look into it, Sophia, in the Greek. It's pretty awesome. So Yeshua is going to give us that when, when we need it, when it's necessary, when the time comes, if and when we are prepared now for that upcoming moment that we're told will come to be prepared to be ready to receive the word of the Lord, which goes, of course, right alongside, number one, an opportunity for our testimony, leading to the utterance and wisdom from Yeshua himself to those who are in him when this stuff really starts coming down. So verse 16, okay, so all these things, I'm going to give you an opportunity for your testimony. I'm going to give you utterance and wisdom. But you will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Now this, of course, this became real life for the disciples. This became their the end of their lives. They lived this in days following Yeshua telling them this in Luke chapter 21. They literally lost their lives unto death. Why? For his name's sake, like he told them, for my name. Okay? So continuing this theme here, um, you'll be delivered up by what? Not by not by the evil men, not by the opposers of God, not by, you know, these vile men who hate Yahweh and his name. No, you're gonna be delivered up by your parents by your brothers, by your relatives, and by your friends, and they're even going to kill you. And you will be hated by all on account of my name. Yet, not a hair of your head will perish. And this will lead us to our third and final point for this message here. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. So we'll be given an opportunity for our testimony 
for our witness. We will be given utterance, wisdom, Sophia, a mouth to speak what the Lord says that is sourced in him and not in ourselves that will be appropriately given to us when necessary. And number three, endurance. By your endurance, you will gain your lives, which is souls, patient perseverance, steadfastness, constancy is the Greek endurance. Endurance is patient perseverance. Think about these as I say them. Please don't just blow by. Patient perseverance. Not dread, not hating this moment and hating this hour. And man, life is so rotten, stinking, and then we're grumbling and opposing the word of God and the command to not grumble. But a patient endurance to allow it to what? To accomplish its course, to go back to the end, fulfillment and purpose, termination and limit stuff that we're talking about earlier in this chapter steadfastness, constancy. You're not tossed to the left and then to the right. You're not moved by circumstances and how they're always going to be changing in increasing measure in days ahead. Persecution? Okay. I was warned this was coming. Let's not be so surprised. Let's not be so caught off guard that we, I can't believe that this is happening to me. I am a Christian American. Oh, no, 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 no. So many people are going to fall away because they are not prepared in any way to do what Yeshua told us. Paul said in Romans chapter 5, let us boast in our troubles. Why? Because we know that trouble produces endurance. Paul understood this. Shaul told everybody he met, look, man, do you see my life? I am walking literally in the path of the suffering servant, Yeshua Messiah. Me, the law keeper of law keepers that eradicated Yeshua's followers for a season. Now I'm saying my life means nothing and I boast in my trials. I boast in tribulations. Why? Because I've learned that it produces endurance. It produces something Good, it produces patient perseverance, steadfastness, and constancy. And it continues to feed my testimony as the word of the Lord comes to me in an utterance and wisdom through a mouth from Yeshua. By your endurance, you will gain your lives. You will gain your souls. So here's the question as we begin to move this a little bit into closing. Are you set to endure? Are you set to endure? What have you done to be ready to endure? Most of the church that I've known, not all, most of the church in 47 years of life that I have known constantly always fall back, always fall back to the rapture reality in the sense of pre-tribulation, pre-trial, pre-anything coming to them We will not endure anything. We will be gone. Oh God, please let it be today. Please let it be today. And I'm telling you, the church is in her present condition primarily because of this mindset that says, you know what? I'm out of here. I just don't care. Can we just be honest? Most of the church lives from a lifestyle position of saying, you know what? I'm not going to be here. So let the earth go to garbage. Let humanity go away and fall into evil ways. You know what? I don't care. 
I'm out of here. Jesus, hurry up and come get me. Now, that's not the proper understanding of Yeshua, come quickly. Come, son of David's. Come, come and receive your reward. Come. That's, that's not the right application of that instruction for us to desire the coming king. We're not to desire the coming king for our own good, for our own escape. It is for him to receive his reward. We're going to talk about that in greater measure in days soon before us. But what of the persecuted church right now on the earth? We don't see it here in America. We don't. I talk about this all the time, man. 20 years ago, when I was on staff at a church, you could take your church bulletin to a local restaurant and get a 10% discount. We're favored here. Still presently today, although that might shift and change at any moment, we still are not persecuted here. What of the disciples? We already mentioned they lost their lives. The church must become a people of endurance and preparedness, not avoidance. The gospel that is preached must be true and rightly presented. It must be full. This is no magic wand message. There's something for us to do. There's something for us to tend to, to give our lives to. To what? To practice, to endure. We have to practice to endure. What do we purposely give ourselves to, to force ourselves to be uncomfortable, to practice to endure, to deny ourselves, even deny our bellies, What do we do in our lives? What is purposely present to drive us to practicing endurance? 2 Timothy 2, verse 3. Accept your share in suffering disgrace as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. You, therefore, endure hardness as a good soldier of Yeshua Messiah. As a good soldier of Christ Jesus, accept your share of the troubles we have alongside with me. That's three different versions of 2 Timothy 2.3 and Paul's exhortation. I like the last one the best because we're going to touch on this and then we'll be done. As a good soldier of Yeshua Messiah, accept your share of the troubles that we have with me, alongside me. You know what Paul was saying? Look, man, I'm doing this. Do you see my life? This is what I do. This is what I give myself to. Accept your share of the troubles, Timothy, and Joel, and Mark, and Jim, and Matthew. Hey, y'all take on your share of troubles and tribulations that we have alongside me as that's what I'm doing as well. And he goes on to say in verse 12, If we endure, we shall also reign with Yeshua. If we deny him, he'll deny us. If we endure, we will reign. So friends, if you're not postured to remain and endure, or to endure rather, you won't remain. You won't, okay, clarify, you won't reign with the king. You know who's going to reign with the king? Those who endure alongside one another the way the king endured learning obedience through the things that he suffered, through the denying of his will. So can you endure and prepare for something that you are not fully convinced you will ever be a part of? If you have no component in your thinking of what I will do in suffering, in persecution, again, let's just go through these verses. I've already closed it up, so I'm going to have to open it back up. 
But this stuff in Luke chapter 21, I mean, we're seeing it right outside our windows. If you watch television, please do that in very tiny measure, is my encouragement to you. Wouldn't be bad to get rid of your television. We've lived without one for years now, and we're still alive and well. But he tells us specific things. Nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, wars, disturbances. Don't be terrified like everybody else. Don't be so worried and anxious. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be plague and pestilence. There's going to be famines. There's going to be terrors and all these things happening. Listen, if we don't listen to the words of our king, we will be caught off guard. We will not be prepared. And I'm pretty convinced the church is in that condition. This is a call to lay down our beliefs that we will not ever endure anything and that we only want to escape. We want to close our eyes, squint them down real hard and say, Oh, come on, come on, come on, Beulah land. Oh, come on, Beulah land. And see, even right there, we don't even understand what we're saying because we're envisioning some rapturitis-driven dream world where we're just sucked up into space, where it's 52 degrees, perfectly bright, a breeze is blowing on my white robe, and I just kind of flutter around as Jesus comes out of the clouds as a brilliant white man with beautiful blue eyes and his arms extended out to me saying, Well done, good and faithful servant. Friends, this is not reality. This is not biblical reality. And I dare say most of the Christian church is waiting for that moment. That is not biblically true. That is not what is coming for us. It's not. And so, are we prepared for anything? Are we ready to endure? Are we dependent on these things that will be hard that comes to us? And if not us, it will come to our children and our children's children. I'm convinced it's coming very soon in greater increment than any of us presently living have ever known. Do we believe, I mean, do we really believe that this is for our good to purify us, to prepare us to be more like our king? And is this good for the glory of the Lord to be revealed in the earth? Do we really believe that this is worth birthing an opportunity for our testimony? Do we really believe that that Yeshua himself will give us utterance and wisdom? He will give us a mouth to speak. And do we really believe, I mean really, that by our endurance we will gain our lives, our very soul? Do we really believe this? We need to know. We need to know. We need to be settled and we need to know what we believe and what in the world we are expecting when we hear and when we see what is going on in our generation in this very hour. Because things could just, boom, shift. And man, America is no longer great like she's always been. I'm telling you, that is as possible as me turning off this microphone in five minutes and going back inside. It is very likely, very possible. May we not be surprised by the shaking and the birth pains increasing as we have been told. Don't grow dull, people. Church, don't grow dull. And listen, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Endure well. Endure well, church. Be set to endure well. 
You've been listening to the Path to Zion podcast where we are rediscovering the ancient way. Find us online at pathtozion.com. Send us an email at pathtozionpodcast at gmail.com. Always find us on YouTube. I'm getting ready to do a series. I don't know how long it's going to be yet. I'm waiting for some more equipment to come. I'm not going to wait much longer. For those of you who have given to the program or would like to do so in future days, thank you, thank you, thank you times one million. We have got, I just want to be clear to everyone who has given, we've got a new microphone, a new laptop, and a new webcam are coming in um, in the next week to 10 days. So I am so excited about what the Lord is is just pouring out his blessing upon this tiny endeavor, this little speck in the universe of God's kingdom building process. I'm so thankful that you are any part of that. Look, reach out to us and let us know where you are. Anything we might pray for you, we would be glad to do it. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.